0: Hey, and welcome to the third pod class in the Master Your Inner Salon CEO series. And whether you're a stylist or a therapist working on the floor, maybe serving clients, or you've created space to move into your role as salon manager, or maybe even started to reach salon CEO status, either way, you are in the right place. My goal is to help you to achieve a breakthrough year in 2020 and truly live a life of freedom and profit. Now, if we haven't met yet, I'm Larissa, stylist, ex-salon owner, mum of two gorgeous boys, and I coach salon owners to step out of overwhelm and stress those who feel stuck and are more than ready to step up into becoming a real salon CEO and into business growth. I lead owners towards a life of freedom and profit. More time, more flexibility to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want, freedom of mind and stress, freedom to actually make a change and impact your business. And of course, profitability, like actually have and run a profitable business, earn your worth as a business owner, not just as a stylist or a therapist. Now, I've been doing this well over three years now. I sold my salon seven or eight years ago now, and I worked in and on my business 15 hours of the week. I had a team of 30. We were closing in on a $2 million turnover and I enjoyed a massive business profit and the freedom to invest time into growing my young family and lo and behold, start a new business. But it's another story for another time. Now though, I help salon owners do the same. I learned the hard way all the lessons and challenges that test you as a business owner. Well, my personal mission now is to help owners minimize those challenges and I guess shortcut success without all the heartache. In this podcast I'm going to be talking about how to be a best boss and build a rockstar team because if you actually want to live a life of freedom and profit then you need a team not a team of rockstars per se but a team that rocks your world. Now you have chosen a team based business to grow you know you're not selling Amazon products or car parts A business based on human interactions. So you need to have a thriving team in order to grow and reach your goals and for a team to thrive, you know, make sales, reach targets, you need to have a culture that your team wants to be in, to stay in, to grow in for the long term. Now before we get started, I've met so many awesome new people, both during the Christmas countdown prior to Christmas and during the on CEO series. It's actually been really awesome. Um, I've been most surprised and I wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. And if, just in case, it's the first time we've met, if you have missed the first few pod classes in the series, then I invite you to go back and check them out because I've, I covered a few really critical things that you need to know to master becoming a true sell-on CEO. Like honestly, life is too short to live it overworked, underpaid, stressed and overwhelmed, living in fear or even even living in FOMO. So if you missed the last few episodes, then stop now, pause and listen to those first. I want you to get the full value of this podcast series. So you should really go listen to those in order to really understand that this is a strategy, not just a quick flip quick fix, sticking plaster, you know, fixes or tactics. Don't worry, I'll be waiting for you for when you get back. Now, a quick sneak peek on the last two or three in case you missed it. The first one I'd start with is five steps to achieve your breakthrough year. And then roles, responsibilities and attributes of a salon CEO. And then the last one was a powerful powerful financial framework to double your profit. Alright, I'm going to leave a link to those uh, on the page, dub dot collective forward slash episodes, is where you'll find all of these. Now just make sure too that you have registered to be part of the series. Make sure you do that because each of the uh, each of the series has action steps for you to take massive action stepping into 2020. So make sure you do that. Let's dive into our third in the series, becoming a uh, Becoming a best boss and building a rockstar team. I think you're going to love this one. Because let's face it, the team is our engine, right? And the problem is that if we don't have a handle on growing a thriving rockstar team, it can actually break us. And we can feel held hostage by our teams. We can sometimes feel like we've lost control over them. And they can feel very far away from where we are. are. Where we see ourselves. And if we're not careful, we can actually start to second guess ourselves. And they can leave us thinking we are the problem, that we've not got it right, and we're failing as a boss, as a leader, and feeling powerless to work inside of our own businesses. Maybe that we're even ill equipped to manage all of the people and the personalities. We can feel like we hate being in our own businesses. Have you ever felt like that? Like, I just don't even want to go there today. Feeling like we have to tread on eggshells in our own house. This is just not right. And yet, sometimes we feel powerless to do anything about it. I know often in this industry, we can feel like there's no good staff around. We can't find good people. And then the good ones that we do have leave us and we're back to the grind. And we're grinding away and often we're the one that, Is making the most sales, which in turn makes us feel more trapped serving clients on the floor because no one can do it like we can. Because our team don't make sales like we can, like how we can provide a service, and they don't do it like we would like them to. It just feels easier to ditch the idea of building a team and just serve our clients ourselves. But I know that there's something else inside of you because I have it too. There's something inside of us that needs and wants more than just that. It's a calling deep within us, I think, to do more, to be more, to serve more. And it's the calling of the inner salon CEO. And you need to let that line out. (laughs) Okay, so today I want to help you understand how you can start to claim back your power in your own salon environment and really step up into being not just a boss, but being a best boss, lead your team to be all that they can be and fulfill your role as salon CEO. Because you can't do that unless they, they, they do their part. It's a cycle. It's a circle. So we must get ahead of it. People, people do attract and find great team members. Like it does happen. A team who is like-minded and you can do it too. I did it. So you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. And we can lead our team and grow awesome humans who we actually love to work with. Imagine we had a team of people that we loved to work with who stay for the long haul. And you don't feel like you're chasing your tail two steps forwards and maybe one or even two steps back. I know I felt like that for a long time. When you have a cohesive team of beautiful humans who believe what you're doing or where you're going or that feel passionate about your business, as passionate about your business as you do, that's when you can step into momentum, step forward into growth, and really feel confident that your team won't let you down. Now, with that confidence, you can step up into your role as CEO and feel good about the time that you invest in your team. Feel good about it because you know that you'll get a return on that investment. There's some reciprocity and you'll enjoy spending time on iga income generating activity knowing you'll actually get a result after your efforts and when you do this then you can step away from your business with confidence be away but in control be away but in the know with confidence and you'll know when you're really living up living up to your role as a and ceo and enjoying life A life of freedom and profit when you no longer have that feeling of anxiety, that anxious feeling that's just constantly sitting in your stomach. You no no longer don't know where to start because you'll have clarity around your role and what part of the business needs attention and exactly how to solve it. You'll have a team of awesome humans who love the journey that you're taking them on and will be excited to be on the road with you you'll be able to have that feeling of momentum when you know that you're like in the zone on a roll, you're doing it, being it. Now that feeling is incredible. Everything you've ever dreamed of can actually, you actually feel like everything you ever dreamed of can actually happen. I call this feeling being in momentum. Momentum, It's a very powerful word. I love that word. And it needs you to be a best boss, and to grow grow a rockstar team for you to be able to step into momentum, for you to get there. So let's dive in, and I want to cover some simple next level rockstar team frameworks and ditch the team anxiety for good. That's my goal for you today. Okay, the first thing is to cultivate a culture of growth. Now, in this industry, we're full of small businesses, mostly because most salon owners are stylists or therapists first, and we're not business tycoons before we bought our salon. Most don't make it out of stylist role, though, and into CEO. Now, if you're anything like me, uh, we worked for a boss owner who was likely on the floor too. And in this environment, for me, there was no career path for me once I qualified. I qualified, and like those before me who had already qualified just prior to me, I'd achieved everything that I could. I'd smashed out a clientele. I got my, my qualification. And all I could see was the fut- for the future was more of the same. And I was 20. I, what else did I know that I could do? Nothing, but more of the same. How motivated do you think I felt? I didn't, in <laughs> actual fact. And before I started to underperform, luckily, I started to look for a new job. I searched for another role, but I ended up in a small business as a stylist owner myself. History re- was repeating itself. Now, I'm sure you know, a team who is unmotivated, underperforming, or even halfway out the door like I was, can feel like a, a really heavy weight on our shoulders. and. It's something that it's not easy to shake. No matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get your team to want to meet their goals or perform like you'd hoped or like you know you can perform. I see Selenote owners looking for quick fixes, like, for example, setting incentives, like telling their team, sell five of these and I'll give you a bottle, a bottle of wine. Now, I believe this is just a sticking plaster. It's not what will motivate an unmotivated team. I actually believe there's a bigger problem at large. There's a time and a place for Sal five and give you a bottle of wine. Don't you worry about that, but it is not the end or be or fix. and I want to break it down for you. Now how different would it have been for me to have seen a pathway, stepping stones or opportunities, or even different roles within the in the business you know within the business that could have challenged me to you know something to dig my teeth into and have possibilities without actually having to leave my job to get that next challenge that I was looking for. Imagine a team that had a clear pathway for them to grow, to progress, move forward. Imagine an apprentice arriving at a salon where they can learn to, of course, be a stylist or even earlier, a head apprentice, get qualified, but do interesting things like competitions, grow to be an executive stylist who charges more, earns more, gets opportunities to go further afield or train others imagine there's a level beyond that become a manager a trainer a wedding coordinator a service or product specialist how different would this be rather than just more of the same qualified but qualified now but just a higher target to achieve more money if i wanted to not motivation enough it's no wonder really that our industry is fragmented people are jumping ship to look for the next golden ticket of happiness hopping from one cell onto the next No development steps, no future prospects, no one to look up to, until they stumble into their own zone and repeat the cycle. Speaking from experience, of course. But I see this. So I want you to imagine for a moment that you had a career pathway for your people. Imagine you could realize your dream. Imagine you could realize your team's full potential. They realize their dream and you realize yours. Each year uh, they grow. Not just to be great stylists, but outstanding executive level employees earning amazing money. Maybe they have opportunities to learn new skills, maybe training, management, responsibility, outside opportunities to learn, develop new skills, while they continue in your employment. Maybe even working reasonable hours because their sales hit, they actually hit their sales targets and they've got a book full of returning clients, uh, new referrals, even a wait list. Imagine your team were paid in a way that motivates them towards improvement, progression. These are important words. What if your team reward system actually encouraged them to perform, do good work, because it's, because they felt rewarded by it, motivated to perform for, lo and behold, their clients, not just because you nagged them to make their bonuses. Imagine they knew what to do, how to achieve it, rather than you just throwing them out there and saying, Go forth on the floor and make a target, please. I'll see you next week to tell you if you did good. Now, this dilemma is exactly why I created a complete program called, funnily enough, Do I Get a Pay Rise? That's the name of the program. Do I Get a Pay Rise? And so many of my owners are using it now to smashing their team goals. But the power, of course, is because they know exactly what the goals are to reach. The team that is. And how to reach it, they have clarity, including multiple levels of pay, rewards, bonuses, commissions, tiered pricing, training programs, one-on-one meetings, all to match and drive people forward towards a clear goal. Uh, I call it do I get a pay raise simply because it says what it does on the tin. It doesn't need to be complicated and fancy. Imagine how different that environment would be like if each of your interactions with your team members was focused on coaching them towards their next pay rise. Like that's a game changer conversation, right? I did the research a while back, and the question was, why did you accept your job offer? 45% of, uh, the, of the people responding said uh, that they left because they were looking for better compensation and benefits. And if you had a clear step-by-step pathway to achieve this, you're winning, right? of people said opportunities for career advancement, progression, advancement. You need to tick this off. 44% of people said they wanted challenging work. They wanted to be challenged. Like we need to lead them, challenge them, push them, lead them somewhere. We can't just leave them to their own devices. And when your team know where they fit in your world today and in the future, there's a stronger sense of belonging. They've got, they belong, they can see where they're fit and they can see where they're going. And if you can provide this, then you are less likely, they are less likely to leave because no one else has the structure in their salon in your local area. You stand out as the leader in your area. This is the kind of career progression that leads you to having a wait list of team members, right? Remember, good people have already scoped you out. Good team members work for good bosses. Now, owners often ask me, this is a question I get asked quite a lot, should everyone know what each other earns? And I say without pause, absolutely yes. Now, I started as a young owner and everybody, I was 20. And so in those first early years, uh, everybody was on different wages depending on what they asked for in the interview or what they were uh, supposedly earning currently in their previous job. And of course how did i know i was hardly going to ask the previous boss right but i have to say shit hit the fan pretty quick because they all discovered who was earning what and guess what uh, you also don't know actually how people are going to perform when they join like you don't know until six weeks eight weeks later and you discover that they are they as good as they claimed when they first convinced you to pay them more than everybody else like it's a bit of a russian roulette game I want for you to have a career path system that is the same for everybody. And when you have a career path system, you have transparency. Now, this transparency actually gives you two gifts. One is it stops your team coming and saying to you, please can I have a pay rise? Or you need to pay me this much because this is how I this is what I got paid in my last job. Instead it actually turns the conversation into, come with me, let me show you how I can give you a pay rise like winning Best Boss Award. (laughs) Like, doesn't that change the whole conversation? People don't have to come and beg you. You can tell them how you can lead them towards a more of a pay rise. It also brings the conversation out of the dark shadows and into the light. Everyone in your team is on the same pay structure. It removes uh, scarcity and it removes that feeling of Oh, um, I like her or she won't like me if I don't pay more or, or God forbid she's going to leave if I don't pay her more. But based on what? This way, if you have a structured system, a tiered system, everyone is treated the same. They're on the same system. And the only person who can impact change is the employee herself. If she wants to earn more, you have the exact formula on how she can do that. It's actually more empowering for them to take the power back and being in control of their own career. So your role then is to show them, train them, help them get there because when they win, you win. No no more ambiguity, no more guesswork, no feeling pressure from you when people ask you for more. You're ahead of it rather than behind it. And you can actually step into being the coach in the relationship rather than the guard, not guarding the extra dollar. You're the coach to lead them and support them there. You're in the control seat. You're, the, the steering, you're holding the steering wheel of your ship. You are the salon CEO. Okay, so what I want you to do is to jot down some of the things that you can do to provide a clear pathway, uh, a, a clear progression or pathway for your team, maybe a tiered pricing system, a training program to grow your own, maybe setting targets. I do want to turn our attention, though, to attracting, number two is attracting the right people and moving the bad apples out because a team is our engine as a salon uh, the team is the engine and being a salon ceo means that you have to be the hr department and the reality is that you'll have to step into your hr or recruitment role probably two or three times a year every year you're in business now i remember when i used to chase the elusive dream of my perfect team and when I got there, would be done and sorted. Everything would be okay and have these beautiful people working for me and they would stay forever, my perfect team. But over the years, I realised that this, in fact, was a goal I'd set for myself that I was actually never going to reach. After all, I employ humans, right? They have lives and they didn't always include me. Lo and behold, oh my God, I know. So first in the early days, um, yeah, I probably was not a great employer. People came, people went and... Even when I rocked as a boss, people still came and went. Do you know, like they had babies, they moved cities for love, they changed careers, they had life crises, they generally behaved like humans. What we expect humans to behave like. Also, we grew. And as you grew, you need new people. I grew from two people to start with to 30 but we also went from five people to seven people then 10 people and then back to eight people and then to 15 people and back to 12 people and then when we finally reached 30 we went back to 27 and then we went back to 30 again look honestly life is in motion it's fluid and the truth is to a certain degree i discovered i'm powerless to completely control this situation and i would just get the perfect team and someone would go and have a life and it changed all over again. Like, how do they have their own life? (laughs) I know you've thought of this. Come on, I know you're nodding right now. (laughs) So what can we do about it? What can I do about it? Well, the only thing I know to be true is that I can only control me. I can't control them. So my goal was then, I set about creating a system to manage all of this chaos, like it felt like chaos, trying to smooth or control the chaos into an organized system or process one that didn't rely on me making so many decisions all the time, like in the moment, in the spot. And as a CEO, we suffer from decision fatigue enough, like often enough on a daily basis. Have you ever had that when you've just made so many decisions? Somebody asks you a question and you're like, I'm done. I I can't answer another question. Sometimes my family gets home. Of course, now I work at home. So they come home and they want to ask me this, that, and the other. I'm like, oh, I can't answer actually I don't feel like that so much anymore but i know there are times in your business when this happens this is a thing right so i realized the more organized i was in advance all the planning done the decisions made on how i was going to handle things specifically hr things for the for today's scenario the easier it got every time i needed to employ someone or someone resigned or even worse i needed to fire somebody and i think as a salon ceo you can claim back your power when you make the decisions about how you're going to deal with your hr situations and have it all planned out before it happens you can make logical decisions less emotional decisions and ones that actually are going to work best for the business for you um, and then when the day comes boom press play situation handled simply easily effortlessly not overly dramatic uh, not worrying so much about how people feel um, and, and you know, it's emotional enough when we get emotional about the life choices that people make that ultimately their life choices affect our business. Like that's a tough call in any case, right? And in fact, this is exactly what happened just yesterday. Hannah has um, a salon owner I work with, has a manager who has decided to change career. She's going nursing. And she just wants to do hair around her new educational career choice. Great opportunity for all involved. But because Hannah had set her up in advance, the way her manager was paid meant that her stepping back to just being a stylist was all planned in advance at the time that she became the manager. Now, at the moment that the change is happening, now all she needs to do is implement the system. The work is up, done The work is done up front. She's had the conversation with the manager months, years ago, up front. No emotional drain, lying awake at night for Hannah, wondering if she's doing it right. What should she do? How should she do it? If the manager would agree or if the manager was now going to be annoyed, and, and you have to wait for her to agree to it. No, it was all sort up in a system and a process done up front. And as a salon CEO, having a recruitment system sorted, hashtag sorted, is paramount, especially when it comes to managing humans because too many emotions get in the way. So once you have a system planned, you are free to employ great people. Now, often one of the biggest blocks to growth is actually having the wrong people on your team. You can't build a thriving rockstar team with the wrong people on the bus. I see it time and time again. Do you know all it takes is one, is one bad apple to store a whole business? I know that sounds really dramatic, and you may not even realize how one person is blocking you. You are in your own goldfish bowl, especially if that wrong person is a lead stylist or worse, your manager. I want you to decide that 2020 is the time that you're going to do something about it. Don't hang on to them because you're scared to follow through on the process. Maybe you're scared you won't find somebody else to replace them. Scared they won't like you anymore or feel mad at you. This is not good CEO behavior. Imagine having a system to recruit great people, the right people. So for me, once I had a predictable system to recruit good people, believers, those who love my brand, what I stood for, where I was going, things changed and rapidly too. Imagine you had a system that was all planned and done sorted, Sorted sorted.com. All you need to do each time was to run the system. Now there are a few keys to effective recruitment and let's quickly look at them. Firstly, actually advertise, like reach out and look for new people start advertising don't worry about what people will think people are not judging you on your recruitment activities it's just a part of everyday business people want to work for good people good bosses they're actually interviewing you it's not just about you interviewing them the interview process uh is for working out if people are a good fit right for you and if they are right and if you are right for them like there's no point having people on your team who who actually really aren't a good fit because they're going to leave pretty quickly anyway. It's a waste of energy for everybody. Now I actually did a podcast on this uh, a while back on finding a rock star team. And I also have a step-by-step process for you in a checklist. Uh, so I'm going to put a proce- I'm going to put the link to that in the notes for this if you want to dig into that a little bit deeper. Uh, because I think that'll help you. Uh, Because you need to have a process for employing people. You know you're going to do it on the semi-regular. And you want a process that is going to give you the right people for your culture. And as you know, as a salon CEO, I learned to have a system to help me manage my people. Less emotion. Although, I encourage a good sprinkling of gut instinct. Like I'm all about systems. You've probably noticed. I'm all about systems, data, processes. but I also agree, or I also use, a really good sprinkling of gut instinct and a huge dose of love and care. Like ultimately, I run a program, but it's a high-care, high-touch, lovable program, right? It's not all black and white function. Find good people and induct them using your program. When you have a good heart-centered system, that's a good name for a heart-centered system to run and manage your people with, then you become consistent because you're running, you're the same every time. Because what happens with me, this even happens with me now. If I have, if people come and ask me the same question every time and I have to decide what the answer is, do you know what? I'll probably give a different answer every time depending on how I feel, where my mind is at at that moment. And I'm not consistent to my own systems that I make or, or my own decisions. So if I create a system that i can run so i can be consistent for my team it actually gains trust with my team and a trusting team who are on the same page as you uh, start to become on the same page as each other because there's congruency right everybody knows the same thing including you they don't have to rely on how you're feeling today and what happens is that team starts to self-regulate and if someone is out of line including you they'll pull you back into line my team will pull me back in when i go off on a tangent they're like no no i want you to do it like this please (laughs) because it's funnily enough as structured as i like my business to be i'm not naturally structured it's a it's a survival mechanism and i want you to enjoy the benefits of that the group becomes stronger than just you this is how you have a strong strong brand a consistent brand that runs that runs alongside you not because you are the center holding everything up all right last but not least number three is learning to be a best boss. Now I want you to think back to all of your previous jobs and roles that you've ever had in your life. Can you think of one boss who impacted your life positively? Like who was the best boss you ever have? Why were they a best boss? Now most people can list a few reasons why that person was a great boss. Are you a great boss? Great people work for great bosses. Now I figured this out when I was a young boss that I needed to learn a few things about managing people. (laughs) I I learned the hard way. A couple of solid foundational management steps was all it took for me to I guess step back into the power seat, have confidence in what I was doing and get to work, lead people to do good work. Don't you worry, I was not always confident for a really long time. I just want to cover a few of those quick those lessons quickly now and let's run through them and I want you to jot them down on the action list that i provided you as part of the series. As you know a written list is more likely to sink in. So you can prioritize being a great boss for your team and then you will have great people wanting to be great employees for you. Okay first of all great communication strategy to lead, nurture, and manage a team. People can't read your mind. They don't know what you know, and you need to spell it out out for them in clear step-by-step format. No matter how long they've worked in the industry, they have not been a boss, they have not been an owner, and they will have plenty of knowledge gaps. Don't you worry about this. 20 years of being a salon owner, I learned. doesn't matter how fancy you think you are, how long you've been working somewhere else, you don't know all the things when you come here. To my salon i'm talking about (laughs) i spent way too long making too many assumptions about what people did and didn't know and it did not serve me tell them what you're up to the vision that you see for the future how you do things here and what's happening next and you know i'm talking about telling them what's happening tomorrow next week next year the next five years what is your plan communication is everything and It can be really easy to blame your team when it feels like they're constantly bombarding you with all the questions and all the demands. It is actually your responsibility as a CEO to make sure that they are well-informed and equipped, like well enough equipped to succeed. It's up to your communication. When your team are constantly asking you questions, needing you to help them with various things and generally um, depending upon you, it's pretty impossible for you to then hat switch and try to switch into CEO, into growth mode, and actually do things that are going to move the needle in your business. You need to be free from this. You need to uh, a system to manage all of this, get ahead of it. Communicate, them with, communicate with them uh, enough uh, in a consistent way that they don't need to ask you, that you've already solved it for them and given them and empowered them to go and do what they need to do. This means that you can actually step into being a coach for them not just an answer machine, right? I believe your role as a sales CEO is not to be a manager so much, but to be a coach. Every winning team in the world has a coach and that coach is present daily to support them. Not once a week or even once a month to tell them that they're doing well or as the case may be, not doing well. Communication is everything. Encouragement is everything. I don't know if you listened to my podcast a couple of, a couple ago, I forget which one now. um, And I talked about when I was at the gym and the gym instructor, she was walking around the class, encouraging us, telling, pointing out the things I was doing. Good, good, Larissa. That's great. Hold on. She told me what I was doing well and then encouraged me to keep doing it. Now, if she was on the floor doing her own sit-ups and Uh, burpees and all the rest of the things. How could she encourage me and push me? Tell you what, she pushed me. I knew she she was watching. I was not going to slack off. How different is that relationship when you actually step into being the coach? Now, I want to talk about culture. A best boss spends time cultivating a company culture, including uh, a variety of elements, I guess, work environment, company mission, values, ethics, uh, expectations, goals. Uh, You'll have a culture inside of your business, business even if you don't realize it, even if you haven't intentionally set one. So I encourage you, be intentional about what yours is rather than leave it up to chance. A best boss learns to manage personalities and manage performance. Now early on in my learning to be a good manager and coach, I had this realization that it was my responsibility to match the needs of the human I was dealing with not leave it up to them to figure me out or what the heck I was saying or wanting from them. This mindset actually was a game changer for me in terms of my whole management approach. Learn to manage each different type of personality because it will help you navigate human management and give you the confidence to step forward and up into your role as salon CEO. Now last but not least, even a CEO can't do it alone at some point i found i was holding all the responsibility of needing to do it all for them i think maybe you know as an industry we're full of people who are givers servers carers we want to care for people that's why we chose this industry right but it can be a little bit blurry at the beginning of our management role as we try to serve our team but as a result of that i found myself with all the responsibility and no support I think we need to learn to bring people in, to delegate to them. You can't do it all alone. You can't grow and scale a business and do it all. Uh, remember to do what you're amazing at. Use your strengths and let go of what you're crap at. Like there's plenty that I'm crap at. And I could only take this business or any of my businesses so far by myself because someone else will be amazing at the stuff that you're crap at, right? So learn to delegate, don't go it alone, bring your team closer to you. Last but not least, one of the most important ones is setting and uh, simple, clear boundaries and expectations and then being consistent to them, holding your ground. For me, a couple of these simple frameworks of management allowed me to be confident in dealing with my people. I knew what to do When performing, when they were performing well, I knew what to do when I had people go rogue, because even good people go rogue sometimes. I learned to be consistent. When you're consistent, your team learns to trust you. And when they trust you, they feel safe. They feel cared for, valued, trusted themselves. These are all attributes for a team culture of growth and nurture. These consistent behaviors from me and from you allow them to be consistent with our clients. In fact, consistency builds a brand by reputation. Once we'd nailed this, once I'd nailed me as being the CEO, stepping into my role and really being a best boss and starting to truly build a rockstar team, that's when we started to have a wait list of people who wanted to work for us, is now we had a reputation of a good place to work speaking of good people to work with people staying and in good places to work let's talk sales in my next episode in the master your inner salon ceo pod pod class series it's a mouthful i'm going to be talking all about smashing sales with confidence because once you've got good people on your team you need to coach them to perform i'm going to talk about three ways to smash sales in your salon smash your salon goals Okay, it's been awesome sharing all of this information with you and seeing, uh, I'm actually really enjoying seeing the excitement and the results inside of the group. That's why, I mean, ultimately that's why I put the series together, right? It's been really fun. It's been rewarding creating these uh, pod classes with you, for you. I love the interaction in the community and the group. I enjoy hanging out in there. I know this free series is already having an impact on quite a few people already who have been commenting. Uh, Maybe it's already helped you. Now, you may be wondering what it takes to achieve salon mastery and live a life of freedom and profit. Really learn to be a true salon CEO. Maybe you're looking for what's next. So if you're interested in taking this a little bit further, I'm taking the next step, I'm putting together a special offer for you because I'm opening my coaching program really soon, Salon Mastery. Uh, We are enrolling a new class this January, but then we do have to close registration so we can get a start on the program. And I've got lots of details for you in the up and coming Salon Mastery program on how you can get started. So look for that. I'm running a live session. The last session in the series is a live session. It's coming really soon before we open up for enrollment. And I'm going to run the session live. So I'll be super excited to see you there. Please come and join me. In the meantime, I would love to hear what you jotted down on your action list, on your action sheet. Like what's been a BFO, big flash, uh, BFO is blinding flash of the obvious what's been like the oh my god the aha moment what has been your aha moment and what are you focusing on learning in 2020 so come and comment in the group most importantly come and let me know I've been reading all the messages and responding to dozens of them so I would like to hear from you all right Make sure that you've registered for the series so you are the first to hear about the next episode and, of course, the live masterclass that's coming shortly and, of course, when the Salon Mastery Programme opens. So I will see you soon when we're going to cover smashing your salon sales with confidence, three ways to smash your goals. Uh, That one's coming out much sooner, so I look forward to connecting with you then. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Tune in each week as we reveal the latest insight and advice on what it takes to make your salon a success today. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or visit us online at salonownerscollective.com for answers to your common questions, to follow Larissa and much more. Thanks for listening. See you next time.